And at the end of the day, this is why my name on Instagram is The Real Tez. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you guys at all times. You have to fail first, you have to start first to understand, okay, I need to do this, this, and this, and this is my system that I need to go by because this is what works best for me. This is Birth of a Brand. A Tweet Talk podcast exclusive episode. We're featuring the stories of the brands, entrepreneurs, businesses, and movers and shakers of our generation. That's right. These are the stories behind the renaissance and black wealth. And now, here's your host, the one and only, Raphael Husbands. Well, this is Raphael, one half of Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast, co-founder, co-creator of my guy, Charles, Charles Ogilby, a.k.a. Uh, Top Millionaire, as most people know him. And tonight, we're doing the fourth installment NYC. Yeah, but, but where you guys are from in the, in the chat as you come in? Where you guys from? So tonight, doing the fourth installment of our brand new series, Birth of a Brand, where we talk to a Black-owned business owner about how he got started with his brand, how he created it, and how it's going now. Love the podcast, bro. We love you. Cool, man. I love, love to hear it. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Make sure you tell your friends. So tonight, our guest is Dantes Akram, owner and creator of two brands that we want to talk about tonight, Snaggerag and One Love Clothing. I see. Oh, here by Guilty is from Cleveland. Cleveland, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. They're pouring in. They're pouring in. Let's jump into it. So introduce yourself there, Dantes, for people who might not know you. I think most of them know you already, but let's do it. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Tez. Um, I go by underscore the real Tez or just the real Tez on social medias, but um, I'm Dantes Akram. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, like Raphael like said, I own two brands right now. Um, a couple other ones on the way, but I'll keep those on the low. Um, but one of which is my clothing brand, One Love Clothing. So you guys can check me out at One Love Clothing um, on Instagram. And then I also own a do-rag brand, which is how I even got into the entrepreneur game called Snaggerag. Um, and yeah, man, everything's been crazy since, you know, past two years, just growing both brands. Um, you know, I started my clothing brand about six or seven months ago now. Um, and then I started my Durag brand a year and a half ago and it led me to uh, quitting my job. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to, you know, jump into how I started everything. I got a couple of different products to show you guys, um, some super cool, uh, you know, cards and stuff like that, that I started with in the beginning. And you guys will see how I eclipsed my uh, brand into how it is now. So hope you guys like the, the info that I give out. That's cool, man. That's cool, bro. Shout out to everybody coming in. I saw uh, Okiefa Shays in the building. What up, Ebby? Saw Coach Jason from Team Hazardous. Uh, see some more people coming in. Kiara Gear, King Exhaust. Welcome, welcome, everybody. So, first off, Don says, um, you have two brands. Both yeah. hitting six figures. Uh, you started off, you said, like a year and a half ago with Snaggerag, a do-rag brand. Yep. And you were how old when you started that? I was 20 years old. So, I was uh, 19 going on 20 when I first started Snaggerag. Cool, cool, cool. So, what will give you the idea for Snaggerag in the first place? So, um, a lot of people don't know my story, especially for you guys who are new in here. Um, I first started off just delivering do-rags locally in Cleveland. So basically I would just buy them from a beauty supply store. Um, and then I would just post it on my Instagram, just promoting it, having different types of promotions, different types of sales. Um, and then I made myself available to deliver the do-rags to, uh, like my clientele and friends that were in the city. Um, and that's really how I got started. 
um, just understanding the entrepreneur game and then understanding sales and how to communicate with people. So um, I did have like a little pitch that I used to use um, when I actually met with my customers, which was, um, hey, yo, I, I appreciate you, you for uh, supporting my, my hustle. Um, and at the time, it was just a hustle for me. It wasn't a brand or anything like that. It was just a hustle. So I would just tell them like, hey, man, I appreciate you for supporting my hustle. Um, if by any chance you could just post this on your story for me, um, you know, I'll greatly appreciate it. It's free. All you got to do is just tag me and uh, maybe a couple of your friends might, you know, want one of my do-rags or something like that. Um, and in return, when people did that, you know, they really wanted to support me in my city. But, you know, in return, I gained one to five referrals per person that was posting me on their story. So um, that was a really good way for me to build my clientele, build my name in the city. Um, that's how a lot of people know me in Cleveland. Um, and then I eventually grew it into Snagrag, which is just like instead of buying it from this beauty supply store, let me cut them out, find my own supplier, get the stuff in myself and then charge more and just sell online. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, Cleveland, Ohio, right? Yes, sir. So I want to take it back really quick. Um, how you even got the the do rags? You gotta tell us a story about how you got that connection first. Okay, okay. So um, I am actually Muslim. I speak Arabic. My family is uh, Muslim as well. My mother's side, at least. Um, you know, one day I was in the car with my friend, and I was just like sitting back, and I, it's kind of like God just hit me with it. I, I honestly don't know where it came from. Um, but I was a big person on hair and waves back in um, back when I was like a younger kid and stuff like that. Um, and it just popped into my head one day, like I should just deliver do rags. And then I said it out loud. And uh, my friend that was in the car with me was like, hold on, no, 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 hold on. I'm gonna try that too. I'm like, nah, it's me right here. It just popped into my head. I'm taking this and I'm running with it. Um, and that was like the beginning of everything. I just started like, I bought like my first 10, I only had like 30 or $40 to my name. I spent literally $30 of my $40 that I had to my name buying do-rags. I'm like, yo, I'm selling these do-rags for $5 each, which was, you know, $50 profit if I, or a $20 profit if I ended up selling everything. Um, and a lot of people ended up wanting it. It was a lot of people buying multiple. I'm just like, you know, this is probably something I could actually do. Um, and I ended up getting that connect because I was Muslim, because I speak Arabic. Um, the person at the beauty supply store um, was actually Muslim who owned it. So it was very easy for me to connect with him. Um, plus, I had a lot of experience with communication since I was doing a lot of sales um, as my background. So I built a really good relationship with him. Um, he gave me a huge discount on the products that I was buying from him. And then I just eventually just started buying them in bulk and in bulk and in bulk. And he would eventually see me like every single day um, until I just stopped, you know, cut them out the picture. All right. So when you started, OK, you, you approached him, you talked to him, you chalked it up in Arabic. Mm -hmm. I made a connection. He, he agreed to give you a, a discount. Um, what did you do next? I mean, you did you did you even have a name? Like, How did you even get the word out to begin with? So I didn't have a name until three months after I was delivering everything. So I was delivering Durags um, and just building my money up slowly but surely, um, building my clientele up. Um, and then literally three months into everything, that's when I was just sitting down in my bed and my, my girlfriend was pregnant at the time. Um, and you know, I was just sitting in the bed like, I, I really need to get out of, and if you guys are from Cleveland, you know, Cleveland is not the safest place to just be riding around and doing all types of different things. Um, especially during like my second month of doing it, I started making way more money. I was averaging anywhere from like 200 to $500 a day just because people wanted to buy it in bulk and didn't have to have me drive back and forth. 
Um, so you know, wait, 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 wait. I, I don't hold on. I don't mean to cut you off, but um, before we get into to, to that, I know I think I know where you're going next. But um, how did you get the first? Like, how did you get the first customer? How did you get the word out the very first like day or whatever? It is? I just like, posted on my do? Instagram. Ah, so you just put everything on your personal Instagram? Okay, okay. Yeah. So I just posted a post like, "Yo, I got do rags in." You know, I just was like, I, and me for me like for sales, um, I use what's called fear of um, I can't remember. You're missing word. out. Yeah, fear Almost. of missing out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, yo, I had a lot of people hit me up about this. So I just wanted to give it a try and let you guys get a chance at getting this. Make sure you guys hit me up right now. ASAP only got 10. They go run out super fast. People, my, my DMs was going crazy. And then, you know, even if I only sold it to four or five people, they were buying two or three at a time. So um, I just cut them a deal and I was like, okay, cool. And I remember from, guys, uh, just to let you guys know, Dantes was on episode 53 of Tweet Talk, the Black Web Podcast. Definitely go back and listen to that one. and gives it a bio. I remember from, from us talking that you were also charging them for delivery fee, right? Yep. Yeah, so let's go back to where you were saying like, a couple of months later, you didn't want to ride around in the streets with all this money and people know that you you get it get right. in these so um yeah in the beginning i was uh you know charging people only two dollars uh additional so i was buying them for three dollars and then i was selling them to other people for five dollars and cutting discounts as they bought more um but additional i actually charged people for delivery because at the end of the day i was using my time my gas my car and just going out to wherever they were to deliver it so i had kind of a structured um uh basically payment plan that i had which was you know if you're five to ten minutes out you just literally i'll charge you five dollars for uh delivery and then if they were 10 minutes to 15 minutes out i charge 10 minutes for delivery and then 25 and or 20 minutes and to 25 minutes is 20 dollars, and then 25 minutes and up it's uh, 25 dollars for delivery and surprisingly the people that were on the opposite side of town actually paid it and didn't even care so um, you know, it was, it was quite a journey for me to just see like people are willing to pay for this. And that's how I kind of started understanding sales a lot better through uh, online. It's just people are willing to pay, but you have to offer the incentive. Um, you have to make sure that you're offering your, um, your offer correctly to them. Got you. So, okay. So guys, if you have a question, please feel free to ask them as we go along. You can hit that little uh, question mark bubble there and put your questions in so you can put it up on the screen. So yes, it's Takira asks, how many IG followers did you have when you started? So when I first started, I probably had anywhere from like 4,000 to 5,000 followers, um, which was crazy because, you know, that's still a lot um, in a sense, but it's nothing compared to how I am now. Um, but at the end of the day, I was still thinking like, you know, I have this following for a reason. I should at least be able to make something off of this following. So, um, yeah, I had around four to 5,000 followers back then. Yeah. I mean, four, I'm surprised for a personal page, four to 5,000 is a lot, but at the same time, you were only delivering around the Cleveland area. So yep. that still isn't a lot really, cause most of them probably weren't in Cleveland. Exactly. So you got, you got tired of driving around, wasting gas. You don't want to get caught up in the streets with, with stacks on you. Or even if you don't have a lot of cash on you, if people think you have a lot of cash on you, exactly. that's the problem. <laughs> so you're riding around for uh, before I get to the next question um you were working at a car dealership before right before that right yep before you um you know what let's move on let's move on so you decide you don't want to drive around with all this money anymore so what did you decide to do next so that's when I started looking up YouTube videos on how to just make a website. And I'm like, you know, maybe if, and, and in my head at the time, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking of a safer route for myself. I wasn't even thinking of the, like the route of, I'll be able to reach more clientele because I'm shipping stuff now. I'll reach different states and everything. That kind of slipped my mind. I was just really focused on, all right, I need to get out of driving around my city before I get caught up in some stuff. Um, and what I did was I just started YouTube and like how to build a, a website and how to build a, a how to build a, a online store. 
And I literally found a YouTube video of this guy who built a website. And then the first time I heard the Shopify notification, it was like, cha-ching. I'm like, whoa, like he, he had a video where he was just basically in the video. He was like, let's see how many sales I can get within these next 15 minutes of this video while I go over um, the different reasons you should have an online store. And as I watched and as the minutes went by, it was cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And I'm like, wow, like this is really possible for me to do the same exact thing that I'm doing now, but just take it online. So that's when I started looking deeper into Shopify, um, deeper into how to build the actual website. And then I eventually um, you know, started my own. And um, like I said, one day I was just laying in bed. I started coming up with the different uh, different types of names for my brand. So a couple were like 216 Rags, King Rags. Um, and then one day, like at the time I wasn't working. So, you know, I had an email pop up on my phone. It was like snag a job. And I'm like snag a rag. And it just popped into my head. And then, you know, I asked my mom, I asked my people and they were like snag a rag. I'm like, yeah, that's dope. And then I looked it up on Google, of course, to make sure it wasn't taken. Um, and I was surprised that it wasn't taken. I'm like, that's literally God, you know, just steering me in the right direction. So um, that's how I came up with the name. All right, hold on. So Extraction365 is asking questions. Guys, if you can um, ask the questions in the chat, that's fine. But it's better if you use the, the question bubble because otherwise you, you it keeps scrolling. I'm, I'm going to lose it. So he's asking what's the best way to advertise. And he also says he's been promoting on Instagram, but he hasn't been getting any sales. But before you jump in, I'd like to say, first of all, two things. Dantes has courses to help you do all this. And you can learn everything, how to create the website, create a brand, advertise through facebook all that is all in there and the other thing um you say you're not getting any sales but who, i mean are you are you educating people or are you putting out good valuable content we don't know we'll talk about advertising a little bit later yeah. so what are you saying now? okay so you you you, you start looking into how to create brand yes sir I mean how to create a website and all that so you decided i could do this too you went you grabbed the name came up with the name snag a rag mm -hmm. So what was next? You created a website, I'm guessing. Yep. So I created a website um, and then I started thinking from a business owner standpoint. I'm like, you know, I don't want my entire website to be built, but all of my clientele, I'm promoting everything from my personal page. So when I came up with the name, I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and push all of my following that I currently have to an Instagram page designated or, you know, dedicated certainly or uh, particularly to the brand. So that's when I created Snagrag. If you guys, uh, if you guys want to follow them on Instagram, we're at like around 37, 38,000 followers right now. Um, but that's when I pushed all of my clientele to that page. Um, so what I did was I, I just put on like a professional outfit. You know, I was um, at the time I had just got a new job as I created that brand. Um, and one of the things that I was thinking about was like, you know, I need to be professional when I'm going about this just so I can have as many people as possible follow my page. Um, I created that video. I was just like, hey, man, I created my own website, own brand. I created it for my cell phone from the first time ever. Um, you know, definitely go check it out. Follow me on there. If you guys have bought something from me previously in the last four or five months, make sure you guys go follow it for, um, and, and support the brand. And that first day I managed to get my first 1000 followers, um, which was super dope. And it was just like a, a great experience to have so many people support me. Um, and then a lot of people, as I opened the website and I created the Instagram, they started shopping with me. So I got sales right off the bat. I never had to struggle with sales or anything like that. But, um, you know, when it comes to making other brands and stuff like that, since I do, you know, e-commerce, e you know, I do drop shipping and all those different things. You know, I've started from ground zero without any promotion, without anything and still work my way up. So. Cool. So let's see. I got a question here from Hells Online. Would you recommend anyone starting with less than 500 with similar sale prices to your products? Yes, I would. So what I recommend is go ahead and 
and do a pre-order. You know what I mean? Um, you don't have you don't have to use the money that you have right now. Build the website, right? Get you some samples. The samples can take up a little bit of that money that you have. So that five hundred dollars, maybe you can use you know a hundred to two hundred to three hundred dollars of that to put into pre-orders or uh, put into um, you know just uh, samples. Once you get the samples in, you get go ahead and hire a photographer. What the photographer will do is take pictures of the products. I recommend having models for them just so people can see what it looks like um, as they're wearing it or if it's just a regular product or something like that, have them demonstrate it. Um, and then literally just go ahead and have those samples of and the pictures of those samples. Use it for your website and then have the pre-order there. Um, if you go on Shopify, there's an app called Pre-Order. So, you know, definitely, I definitely recommend always starting off with pre-orders. That's cool. That's cool. Shout out to, to Get Lace. Lace is in the chat. Fact the Don in the chat said he just bought the course. Oh, much love, uh, man. Okay, for Shay, he said that he used your your course and and it got it got him to start his business. Put his business on. He was on our first uh, episode and he was talking about how he started his business with just a sample and pre-orders. That's so dope. I guess he got a new course. So King Saya is asking, where is that? Oh, how did you get? How did you first get the capital to produce everything? So. This is something that is slept on. This is and, and there's a lot of entrepreneurs that I don't necessarily agree with when they're teaching people certain things. Right. Utilize the income that you have from your job. Do not just quit your job and just say, OK, I'm about to start a business and everything's going to go exactly how Tesla's life went. It doesn't work out like that. You know, what I mean, I had to hustle for mine. I had to stay. I had to get up and, and early in the morning to drop Durags off. I got home super late every single day for like three months straight. You know, what I mean, I had a kid on the way, so it was a lot more stress on me back then. What I say is use the income from your nine to five, right? If you don't have any money saved, you need to go get another bank account. You need to put some money in that bank account and don't touch that money. And then use the money that's coming in from your job to fund that account and then use percentages of it to fund your uh, your products and inventory. So um, I definitely recommend using the money from your job, using maybe $200, $300 to get you some samples, get you some pictures taken of it, and then start your journey, man. You don't need a lot of money to start. Yeah, yeah, yes. Use use your job income. Let your uh let your boss be your first investor. Exactly. They say. You know, <laughs> and uh, also another another thing you do is get second job or like drive Uber Eats, Uber Postmates, all that kind of stuff. And like he said, separate bank account, build it up. Nothing but that money goes in there. You know? And no, nobody said anything about an LLC. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, first, you got to have proof of concept, as they say. Um, let's see. Next question before we move on. What you got to say for that person looking to find what they're good at or passionate about? So if you're trying to find a product to sell or if you just really don't know what you're passionate about or even me, like when I was younger going through school, I didn't know what I, what I liked. I didn't know what subjects I liked. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I got older. Um, I just say, let it come to you. You know, look at the things that you personally like. Do you like dressing up? Do you like shoes? Do you like, um, you know, playing video games? All right, what type of things can you sell that video game users use? Headsets, you know, the little controller knobs that people use, like professional players use, you know, maybe remodeling scuff controllers and all types of different things. So you got to look back into what you personally like. So for me personally, at, like I said, before I even started selling do-rags and all that stuff, I was literally watching YouTube videos on how to get waves. And I was super young back then. I was like seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th grade. I was like hooked on to getting waves and all those different things. So it naturally attached to what I what I liked. So I definitely recommend just looking at the stuff that you're, you personally like and then sell um, amongst that those things that is in that niche that you like. That's cool. And like talking about good at, passionate about, my advice is try a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Try a lot of stuff. I mean, find out what you don't like is also pretty valuable, you know? Sometimes, 
So, okay, one last one before I go back to the question, before we go back to talking. What did you use to create your website? Are you already had background knowledge or website creation? Well, he said you looked it up on YouTube. Yeah, so I, I YouTubed it, and um, at the time, which is crazy, I had got kicked out of the house at that time, so I didn't have a computer. I, I couldn't afford a computer. I didn't have anybody to rely on to use their computer. I couldn't ask my mom or dad or anybody to help me get a computer or anything like that. So what I did was I used my cell phone. You know what I mean? It's a very valuable thing to have. What I did was I basically laid in bed during the nighttime when my daughter was sleeping, her mom was asleep. Um, what I basically did was I looked up YouTube videos on my phone and then I opened up the Shopify app on my phone. And then literally throughout the night times, maybe uh, throughout maybe two weeks, I will go back and forth from the video to my to the website, uh, to the Shopify app and do exactly what he's doing, but implement my own products, my own names, my own descriptions, my own prices and my own, um, you know, logos and everything. And literally I started off like that until I created an entire website that was ready to go. Cool, cool, cool. So some Samsung uh, Worldwide is asking how can they promote their clothing in their country? So uh, I recommend grabbing the scenario method, which is my Facebook ads uh, course. It doesn't matter what country you're in. Um, obviously. Oh, no, 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 no. They're asking how they can promote your stuff. Oh, my <laughs> stuff. Okay, okay, okay. So if you guys want to actually wear my clothing or my durags, I have it on my website, uh, an affiliate program. So you literally go to snagarag.com or oneloveclothing.shop. Um, either one of those, or if you want to do both, definitely go for it. Um, all you got to do is just go to the website, put your email in where it says affiliate or uh, make money with us. Put your email in, you get an email, and then you get your link, and then you can put it in your link tree, you can put it in your bio, you can uh, copy and paste it into your notes and send it out to other people uh, for them to purchase as well. So I definitely recommend uh, checking it out on those. Yeah, so what up, Diggity Dej? Just got in the chat. Um, so you created a website because you got tired of running run around the streets. You didn't want to be get caught up there slipping. Um, what was next? Well, how did how did that first go when you first put that site up? Like, what were the issue? Any issues? Um, so I think one of the like main issues I had was understanding shipping, um, like supplies and stuff like that. And I'll drop you guys a couple gems right now. Is you know, definitely look into, uh, if you're shipping out uh, stuff that weighs a little bit more, definitely look at the uh, supplies that they have at your local post office. So USPS, UPS, whatever is next to you. But also just look at Office Max, Office Depot, Amazon, you know, order the supplies from there or go to the stores and buy the supplies. I think that was one of the one of the main things for me that I struggled with, um, was just understanding shipping. Because again, I was delivering stuff. So I had to understand pricing for shipping, what was good pricing. Um, and then my profit margins that played a part in, all right, if I'm offering free shipping for durags, I have to play a part in how, I, uh, that plays a part in how I price my durags because obviously I have to price them a little bit more to cover the shipping. So um, I think that was one of the main things that I struggled with in the beginning. Um, but over time, you know, you get over it, over those little humps that, um, and those obstacles that can get in your way. Okay. So you said a year and a half ago, um, Snag Rag was up and coming. Before we move on to talking about more about One Love Clothing, you got to tell, you got to tell us the story about the two rides that got caught in customs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a crazy story, man. Um, so if you guys didn't know back, like, I think that was probably like six, seven months ago, I was, I was selling designer do-rags, right? So, you know, Louis Vuitton do-rags, Gucci do-rags, um, Burberry, all types of different do-rags. Um, those were like one of my main collections that was selling the most. It was making me, or it was generating me the most money out of all the products that I was selling. So, you know, as I started getting uh, more orders, I started realizing I have to buy them in bulk even more because they're starting to sell out too quick. So this one time, you know, it was like the most money I ever spent on inventory. Um, I think it was like around 9000 or $9,500. I spent just solely on durags, bonnets, and headbands. 
Um, and one day, like as they were shipping everything, I'm thinking everything's going to be cleared. Everything's good. Um, my packages get stopped by customs. Um, and what happens is I'm like, you know, where's my stuff at? All of this different stuff start happening. And one day they called me and I'm like, all right, who is this? And I, and I answered and they're like, this is U.S. Customs. We're just letting you know that um, you have broken a copyright and trademark law. Um, we are going to destroy all of the products that you just had come in from China, which was like, I think it was like 2000 durags, 2000 bonnets, 2000 headbands. Um, and they were just like, you know, there's nothing you can do to get it back. Uh, we highly recommend that if you're selling them on a website or if you're doing anything with a storefront, we recommend that you completely shut it down and you don't use those products. Um, and for me, obviously, that was probably one of the biggest, hardest like impacts ever in my life because, you know, I'm on the phone like, hey, man, is there's like anything I can like, can I pay you all to release it? Can I, you know, at the time I need that stuff. That's what's funding my business. Um, and they were just like, no, you know, you broke a law. You should have read this. You should have read the laws and everything about going uh, or going about selling stuff online and selling uh, trademarked items and stuff like that. So I was like, wow. And no lie, I cried after that. You know, I got off the phone. I cried. I called my mom. I'm like, my, my 9500 just got caught up and it's all getting destroyed. And um, the way I got around it was I just reached out to my supplier. And luckily, I had a really good relationship with my supplier since I was buying so much. Um, and I just told them, like, hey, man, like, I didn't get my packages because customs kept them. Um, you know, they're saying all these different things. And, you know, I basically need a refund. And what I told them was, okay, look, if you can give me a refund, I'll make sure to pay you back that money and more over the next couple weeks um, just to make sure I can restock other products to fund my business. So um, that's exactly what I did. They ended up giving me a refund. It took me about two or three days to convince them to uh, go ahead and do it. Um, but they ended up giving me a refund and then I ended up just switching totally or uh, all to uh, velvet products for my durag or for my durag brand silk products brushes um, All types of different things and I just ordered it from them and then uh, I think over like four or five weeks I ended up paying that that whole amount and like an extra thousand dollars for inventory um, And then what happened is like I ended up having a bigger month without those products um, Without those products. So like it was just, it, it worked out in my favor um, but I definitely want to say do not sell stuff that is trademarked. Do not sell bigger brand stuff. Do not do it at all. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's not worth it. That's how um, that's how they got Dapper Dan. Mm -hmm. Facts. Gucci came after him and uh, the brands came after him. Rudy Giuliani, the, the feds came after him. Man. He was on the road. He, he, he had to shut his whole business down, go on the road for 20, 20 years. That's crazy. See, and that's that just shows it's a lesson in all of this. And, and my lesson was to teach people what not to do. And that's something that I put in my courses is things you should not be doing when you're selling stuff um, or just things you shouldn't be doing uh, just in general when you're uh, just offering any type of product. Right, right, right. Do it the right way so you don't get burned later on, man. Man, for real. The expensive mistake. Expensive mistake. Very. So you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holla, holla? So how do you take your boring, regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out yo that answer is easy you need to get laced with get laced shoelaces yeah get laced is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products creativity and cultural understanding we just want you to upgrade your sneakers so get laced visit getlacedlaces.com or check us out on instagram at getlaced.com underscore upgrade your sneakers with a black owned business that provides international shipping wholesale custom and fundraising options upgrade them sneakers baby Use a genius, man. get yours today at get premium sneakers need premium laces
Okay, so you 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 got your website. You start learning. Um, what do you think? Going back to the the, the the job of the car dealership and jobs that you have, what do you think you learned from these jobs that helped you out? Now? So I think the biggest the biggest things that I learned from working at a car sales job is. Um, you know, I was working with big numbers. So my understanding of money, my understanding of credit, my understanding of interest rates, my understanding of how to communicate to a person, how to read a person, how they're sitting, how they're talking. Are they talking timid? Are their hands crossed when they're sitting down? Are they the type of person to like X, Y, and Z? Um, I learned how to fact find very, very easily. So I learned how to pick out and ask certain questions so I can hear answers that I wanted to hear that'll help me sell my product. So certain things like, you know, do you have heated seats in your car? All right, you don't have heated seats? Yo, I know you hate when it's cold in Cleveland, man. Like, it really gets frozen cold. Let me show you these heated seats real quick. Just sit down real quick. You don't even got to drive the car yet. Let me just turn the car on, sit in the heated seats, let them turn on a little bit. And, um, you know, just being a personable person. And um, I think that helped me a lot with selling my, my products uh, for my brands and then selling courses and just being a person, uh, being a personable person in general. Samsung robot said, come open a brand in Nigeria. It's very one of those fashion. <laughs> that is funny. Okay, so you, you, you took your lumps. You learned a lot. You got snag a rag going with the own website, everything. How does one love clothing come about? So, um, and then just to show you guys, like, just to see, so you guys can see the clips of snag rag before we move on. This is my okay. very first business card. Ah, now just look at this. Like, cool. and at the time I thought this was dope, man. And then, you know, compared to right now, Got a way better logo, way better understanding of what the brand is, way cleaner. Um, and yeah, man, I just wanted to show you guys that before we uh, moved on to One Love. But um, I started One Love for my daughter. Um, you know, I, I found myself just saying One Love a lot. And I'm like, man, there's something I could do with this. You know what I mean? And I eventually started a, um, a clothing brand, like I said, One Love. And I was just like, you know, how can I come up with a, a logo? And the main the main thing that I came up with and main points that I focused on was the things that my daughter liked. So at the time, her, one of her favorite things uh, to play with when she was a kid was balloons. So I'm like, OK, I have to have a balloon in this logo. And then I started thinking, like, what are some things that I, I, I bought for her? What are things that she loves to this day? And then I remember the very first thing that I ever bought her when she was very, very young was a teddy bear. Um, and I'm like, you know what? A teddy bear and a balloon. And I just was like, you know, having one love in the logo is going to be very important as well. So that's how I came up with one love. Um, you guys can see very detailed. Um, but yeah, that's how I came up with the logo. Um, it was basically mainly focused on what my daughter liked. And then I really didn't focus on me since she owns 50% of this brand. Um, I'm literally just building it for generational wealth and building it so she can own something when she gets of age. That's cool, man. I guess they, they want to know about um, how'd you come up with the, the logo for Snag and Rag, too. Did so, you for that the, yourself? Did you oh, no, I actually, I actually paid a designer. Um, his name is Amo. He, uh, I'm a huge believer in starting with one person and kind of helping them grow as well through the process so they better understand what type of things you like, what type of designs you like. Um, I'm huge on that. I don't like switching designers a lot because people won't understand my vision. Um, and I kind of was just like, yo, man, go ahead and do your thing. Freestyle this logo for me and let me know, um, you know, what you can come up with. And as he created different types of logos, I just told him like, yo, we can change different things and make them certain ways um, until we came up with that logo. And when we came up with the Snaggerag logo at the time, the font was just off. And I just told him like, yo, man, change the font. This is the one. 
Um, and then he ended up changing it and he uh, it came out perfect. And that's the one I ended up using. That's cool. That's cool. Um, somebody's asking for the name of the um, designer. Uh, the name of the designer is Amo. So underscore, I'll type it right here for you guys. Underscore Amo. And uh, if you guys watch any of my courses, he's one of the only people that I really shout out in my courses. Just because, again, he's I've helped him um, just basically understand the division of a business owner, how their mind thinks, how designs should go about or how you should go about designs and stuff like that. So um, he's definitely came a very, very long way. Now he's doing video edits, logos. He's doing all type of YouTube stuff. Um, so definitely check him out. It's cool, cool. All right. So you come up with the logo and the name based on what your daughter likes. And you, you just decided that you wanted, um, they already have a kid's line. Um, they already have a kid's line. Yeah. Um, what were they saying? Okay. You decided that you wanted her to be 50% owner in the company, which is really cool. So what were the first steps from there? After after you got the logo, you got the name, you got the logo. What was the next steps? Now, you're already experiencing and dealing with customers and pre-sales and pre-orders and dealing with customs. Yeah. What was the first step? <laughs> So the very first step for me was I didn't understand clothing. And honestly, I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself when it came to selling clothing, just because I seen so many people start clothing brands in my city or seeing so many people start clothing brands online. And as I said, I was as I was growing and seeing these different types of brands, I started thinking like, man, am I really that creative to create a clothing that a lot of people would like? Um, and that's when I just started thinking of branding, you know, and that's why I, I focus mainly when it comes to e-commerce on branding. Um, but the very first steps that I did was, you know, I took the logo and I started looking for samples. You know, I started reaching out to multiple suppliers. I started seeing their mock-ups that they can create. Um, you know, I probably reached out to over like 50 different suppliers on Alibaba. So definitely check out Alibaba if you guys are looking for vendors or suppliers, manufacturers, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I ended up looking for different suppliers. I ended up bringing it down to like three or four suppliers. I got samples from all three of them. Um, one of them I really, really liked and the other ones were just like, okay. So I ended up rolling with that supplier. Um, and then eventually I found a, a, a better supplier after that. But in the beginning I, I used that one. Um, and yeah, that's, that was, those were my first few steps as I actually got the products in. I started promoting it on my brand or uh, on my personal brand instantly. So I posted pictures in it. If you guys look at my Instagram now, if you go all the way down, I have pictures from the very first jogging suit I ever bought. Um, and the quality was okay. It's nothing like how it is now. Um, but off those pictures, I had a lot of feedback come back in. And that's why I was mainly looking for is, is if people actually like this, if people actually like the logo, is the color something that people will like and all these different things. Um, and when people started giving me the feedback that I wanted to hear, I'm like, okay, this is something I can roll with. This is something I can go, uh, go ahead and really tap in with. Um, and that's how I ended up, you know, going about pre-orders. Um, I just had a photo shoot with me and my daughter and my, my sister, just like a family photo shoot because one love is family oriented. Um, and if you guys don't know what it means, one love just stands for, um, everybody hustles and grinds for one person, one place or one thing. Um, so we just basically help you express your love for the person and your grind for them. So, um, yeah, that's those were my, my starting steps. I had to pre-order using those pictures. Um, and then on the pictures that I used from the, uh, the photo shoot, I upped them on the website. And um, yeah, it was kind of like history after that. The pre-orders did very, very good for like a 72-hour pre-order. We had 72, uh, 72 orders or 72 pre-orders and 72 hours. So basically an hour or an order per hour, which is super, super dope for me, especially in the beginning. Um, but yeah, that funded my next couple um, you know, packages and shipments and inventory um, to actually get things rolling. 
That's cool. Johnny says, Black Kings, keep going. I like what y'all doing. Trying to spread the knowledge, spread the wealth. Yo, much love, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, definitely. You guys got to know, uh, if you don't follow Dante, he, he goes live every now and then. And he breaks down everything. Yeah, I try to at least. <laughs> Give away everything. How do you figure out the price point to ask you? So for pricing, um, when it came to actually getting my my actual jogging suits in, I had to take into part or uh, I had to take into you know consideration not only my inventory price per product, but also I have to think about the shipping, and then also I have to think about taxes on top of that, right? So for me, you know, when it came to price points, I just started off thinking like, yo, what is something that somebody will actually pay? And I started asking my friends, honestly, um, the friend and not just any friend, you know, the friends that actually support you, that actually want to see you do great, the friends that will actually come to you, uh, come to you and buy from you first. You know what I mean? I asked those friends. Um, that's very important, especially getting that that feedback that you want to hear in the beginning. Um, but you know, I started off at like $75 and just to see where people gauged it. And that's when my mom was like, yo, you need to sell this stuff for a hundred. Don't, don't undercut yourself. Don't think too small. And, um, I started off with a hundred and I just offered a discount code that way it can replace the feeling of, oh, I'm paying a hundred dollars. But instead of just paying a hundred dollars, now you can get 10 or 15% off with it and free shipping, or, you know, you just pay for shipping or something like that. And, um, that kind of, uh, helped out in the long run with sales. All right, cool. I saw a good question in here. Um, Billy and Ram, what was your motive? What problem did you think you were solving in your niche? So I think one of the, Honestly, I'm not that person that needs somebody to motivate me. And I highly suggest you guys get out of that comfort zone of thinking that I need my mom to motivate me. I need my brother to motivate me. I need my best friend to motivate You don't need anybody to motivate you except for you. Because at the end of the day, people can tell you as much as you want to hear all these different things and you can still not make any type of movement or progression towards what you're trying to get to. So be that motivation for yourself. I'm a, I'm a born hustler. And if you guys you know, know me personally, I, I literally hustle at anything I ever do. I, I never want to come in last. I'm very competitive. So I'm that person to motivate myself. When it came to solving a problem in my niche, it wasn't even just solving a problem. It was more so resonating something with my audience. So something that was family oriented, I'm like, everybody has a family. Everybody is looking for uh, a reason to go hard for their family. And I'm just thinking like, yo, one love and you know, you have one love, maybe your, your mom, one love, maybe your kid, one love, maybe your city, one love, maybe a, a, a sport that you play. One love, maybe, you know, X, Y, and Z, all these different things. So that's kind of how I brought it up. And then I started adding those different snippets so people can resonate it with it and they start understanding the brand more. Like, it's not just family. It's all the different things. It's whatever you want it to be. That's cool. And as far as uh, selling a problem the niche, as far as snag rag goes, you were talking on the podcast when you were on there. Like, people people are lazy. Yeah. They want to deli- <laughs> they wanted to do rags delivered to their door. Yes, so facts. You could sit on their couch and just order and then uh, that's it. Um <laughs> I mean, that's that's how it goes. Let me go to another question. I like this one. I was online. What are the principles you live by that you utilize to emphasize your brand? So obviously, just keeping my family first. Um, I think those one of the biggest principles that I learned. But also hustle no matter what. You know what I mean? That's what my brand stands for. If you have one person that you're going hard for, or if you're going hard for your city, or if you're going hard for a family member who may have passed away, then you hustle every single day. You keep them in mind when you're falling down, or if I'm having a slump day. I think of my daughter and, and what it, how it affects her lifestyle 
if I have an off day or if I'm down and I can't get myself back up. And what I'm saying is I'm not saying that you can't have an off day where you take a, a, a chill day or you, you know, if you're in your feelings or something like that, you don't take a break from everything. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is if you get into a slump, you should be able to pull yourself out of that slump as well. So I think those are the, some of the main principles that I emphasize in my brand and that I use in my day to day life. You know, I'm a hustler. I, I get it in multiple different ways, whether it's from brands, whether it's from, you know, selling uh, my, my services, which is Facebook ad setups whether it's, um, you know, my courses or going live with people and getting paid to go live or do all of those different things, man. It's just those are things that I, I go by. I hustle every single day, no matter what. And I do it for the people that I love and I do it for my city and I do it to show people like I'm, I want to be an inspirational person, a motivational person and a person people can look up to. That's cool, man. And um, top of the top was asking, how do you how do you know when to start? What do you say? Well, I say put it in the question. How do you know when to start preparing for the next season? So when it comes to seasonal stuff, um, you know, I'm just now getting into that seasonal thing. So I don't want to steer you in the wrong direction, of course. Um, so like for me right now, I started getting into track suits and started getting into different things as it started getting colder in my city. Um, but what I personally recommend is as you have each four seasons, right, plan out content, plan out photo shoots, plan out different types of products that you want to drop during those four seasons. And then as it gets closer to those seasons, maybe two, three weeks, four weeks, a month behind that season, order all of this stuff and then uh, start having pre-orders on it and see if people actually like it, engage where they are um, price point wise, where they want to be at or uh, where you want to uh, basically sell it at. Yeah. And. Once you start doing it, you 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 figure it out mm -hmm. eventually. That's not the best answer, but I mean, we all gonna make mistakes, and we all gonna make mistakes regardless. So you know, you figure it out as you go ahead. Go on, mm -hmm. you just do it, put in the work. And I, I guess that's I guess that's um once you figure it all out, Tez, that's that's what you need to add to the to the courses. Exactly. How to get you like for the next season and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, Asking about contracts for models and designers. So for models, um, me personally, for my brand, since it's getting a lot bigger, um, it's going to be a lot different for you guys. And what I what I want to say is just if you have friends, you know, reach out to them first. If you have family members or if you want to just do it yourself, you know, um, one thing for me and the reason that I model for my brands myself and I have my daughter models the kids section of, of the brand is because, you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to do something with modeling. You know, I always had people say, yo, you're very photogenic. You should you should do modeling or you should do something of the sort um, that, that deals with modeling and stuff like that. So for me, it was like I created my own platform. I might as well go ahead and model since that's something I always wanted to do. And um, I wanted to put my daughter's face in it as well, because at the end of the day, she owns it. She owns half of it. So it's like, let me make sure that she's in it. Let me make sure I can fulfill a dream that I always wanted to do. And um, yeah, that's how I basically found models and and for designers and stuff like that, you guys can look at Fiverr. You can look up on YouTube. You can uh, you can go all types of different places on Twitter, Instagram, and find designers. They're out there, man. Trust me, there are a lot of uh, a lot of designers out there. You know, uh, let me ask you real quick. Your daughter is on the page. User, not user. Let me say she's part of the photo shoot. She's on the page. She's modeling the stuff. Do you pay her? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know they, they say like you can pay your, you can pay your children. Here's a little tip: you can pay your children twelve thousand dollars a year, and it's tax free and stuff like that. You know what? That is actually genius. I haven't even thought about that so next time i'm doing that next photo shoot i'm just pay her a cut for modeling maybe pay her a little smooth 2000 and just like yo this is a this is a, a tip for her just for doing it so yeah that's that's actually genius i'm gonna definitely do that yeah i don't know all the specifics like consult your account or whatever oh yeah no i definitely they say, you, know, you pay your kids up to twelve thousand dollars tax-free you know they don't have to pay taxes on it you don't have to pay taxes on it you know you could just give and she's a part owner so you could just hey. pay her a thousand a month yeah i'm gonna so definitely good. do that just yeah, for being on the that. website <laughs> 
Right. And she's half owner, so yeah. Um I really like this one. Okay, before I get into this question, somebody's asking about what's your opinion on, on brand ambassadors? So I think brand ambassadors are important. Um, you know, for me personally, I have a couple brand ambassadors. So for my for my Durag brand, Snagrag, my designer Mo, he's actually one of the brand ambassadors, somebody I trust. Um and I think brand ambassadors is important because not only can you reach a different audience that may not know you or may not even come by you in the next years to come, um, but it's very important to also have another person, uh, another person who can actually promote your stuff for free. You know, maybe you give them the product that you're paying, you know, ten dollars or thirty dollars for. Whoops, sorry about that. Uh, maybe you're paying, you know, ten or twenty dollars for your product if you ship it to them and they use it when they're promoting it. You know, that's free advertising. So brand ambassadors are important. That's cool. Somebody was asking about celebrities too, but I know somebody. I forget who it was, but somebody was saying they don't really like the celebrity stuff because then they just want. They really just want free stuff. And I mean, they may or may not stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's important to realize that it's marketing at the end of the day. Um, you're basically paying for advertising. So you got to think as a, a, an investment in your brand. So just because a, a famous person or celebrity may not wear it a lot, they may not promote it a lot, but if they promote it once and you can get one or two or three or 10 or 15 or a hundred sales from it, that's the most important thing. Just seeing, uh, getting more views, getting more of a, a different audience onto your page that may resonate with you is very important. That's cool. So I saw a really good question in here from Hells Online. Hells Online is asking a bunch of good questions. What other mistakes have you made that are notable? So it's the, um, when it comes to mistakes man i've made so many of them honestly um i stopped paying attention like there's huge ones like you know the customs and stuff like that those are like top of the top mistakes that i've made but when it comes to other mistakes um i can't really think of any right now i mean there's so many different mistakes that i make and i still make mistakes every single day you guys got to realize as an entrepreneur as a business owner you're going to make mistakes every single day and what I tell people is fail fast and fail forward. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you got to be able to forget those mistakes. You got to be able to forget and get over that hump. You don't want to just sit there and um, just be like, oh, man, I made this mistake. Now my business is going to suffer. No, like I made a mistake. Okay, I learned from it. What was the lesson? How can I fix it next time? How can I make sure I don't do it next time? And uh, yeah, you just get into the next the next goal. You get into the next um, the next step in your process. Right, it's like they say, either you win or you learn. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you gotta make those mistakes. And if you go back, definitely go back to uh, the Tweet Talk podcast episode fifty three and listen to Tez, and he talks about it in that episode. Failing fast, mm -hmm. so you learn faster. You cut down that learning curve. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna make a hundred, let's say it takes, let's say you, you actually know how many mistakes you had to make before you make it. If it's a hundred mistakes, then the fast you make those hundred mistakes the faster you get to where you need to go right. you know, so definitely go back uh follow the the the, the, um, the instagram tweet talk podcast click the link in the bio subscribe to the podcast we got a bunch of stuff on there it's, he has actually tez has the most listened to episode on there that's dope you know, <laughs> still going strong brother hey, um appreciate you it was a really good episode talking about the ownership mindset let me see what the questions are in here um and by the way he's got all the courses that help you build the brand and learn how to do e-commerce. Right? You could go find the link in his bio. You could find the link in, this, in my bio. Whatever, it's all up there. Look for Dante's Akram. You'll, you'll see it in there. Yeah, right, yeah. So For you guys who are asking the questions, majority of the questions that I'm seeing are answered in my course. But what I do want to say is I created a discount code just for the people in this live. So if you guys use uh, code TT, which stands for Tweet Talk, make sure you guys go ahead and get the Zero to Hero Ecom Care Package. Um, it's $165 off right now. 
when you guys use code TT, again, stands for Tweet Talk. When you guys use that code, you get an additional $10 off. So 25 bucks for all my courses. It's a crazy steal. Um, so make sure you guys click the link in his bio or in my bio, like he said. Yeah, and um, wait, what's, someone just asked a question. Yes, Silva. I'm not even sure what else to say that. I will be saving his life for sure. You don't throw out content. It's the whole point of this. <laughs> um, so $25 for, what is it? Three courses in one, right? Yep, three courses, 10 plus hours of information. Um, and when you guys get the course, you guys also get invited to the Project Ecom group chat for free. So that's over a thousand different members. I have a bunch of hustlers in there. I have people who hit six figures. I have people who are on their way to six figures. I have people who are just starting their brands. So you guys get insight from every single person who is in different types of steps or are different steps in their business career. So make sure you guys definitely tap in. You guys get access to that as well. So it's definitely a lot of gems, man. You just got to tap in, you know, can't be scared to spend money to get knowledge. Right, right, right. And, and what, are, what, are, what are the three um, courses in there? So again, you guys will get everything you need to know about e-commerce. Um, you guys will get how to build a converting Shopify store or brand. Um, the second section of that course alone, I literally sit there and build an entire website in front of you on Shopify. And the, that section of the video is probably like two and a half hours, three hours long. I build out the entire the entire website so you guys get to see how I was thinking, what I was thinking when it comes to descriptions, how I set the descriptions up, the colorways that I was thinking, branding um, themes and stuff like that that I wanted to use. Um, and then you guys also get my scenario method course, which is a Facebook ads course that I created after making $100,000 profit in six to seven months. And then I created, or I also teach or taught um, two other people while I was on that journey as like my guinea pigs, my students, basically his name is Felden Richards and Blake as well. You guys may have seen him, he does real estate, but um, I, I helped both of those people scale to $100,000 in little, a little less than eight months. So it was crazy, man. I helped two people make $100,000 and I made $100,000 plus myself. So uh, all those courses are straight fire, man. That's cool. That's cool. Check back. Questions are coming in fast. There's one that somebody asked like way back. So I mean, Sosa asked, can you talk more about creating a system? So for a lot of you guys who are starting off in the beginning, um, you know, a system is important. But the most important part before having a system is just starting. You know what I mean? Mess up and then you have to find out your system that works best for you. So the reason that I don't just tell people a certain system or a certain way to go about things is because it works out differently for everybody. And at the end of the day, this is why my name on Instagram is The Real Tez. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you guys at all times. You have to fail first, you have to start first to understand, okay, I need to do this, this, and this, and this is my system that I need to go by because this is what works best for me. Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes, and we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okiefa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okiefashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okiefa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. Because at the end of the day, my system uh, may not work for you. Bill Gates' system may not work for me. You know, all these different people's systems may not work for you. So you have to try on your own first, fail first, and then that's where you start figuring out, okay, I need to learn from this. As you learn those lessons, those are how you create the systems to make sure you don't make the same mistakes again. Right, right, right. Man, like we said earlier, try a bunch of stuff, man. Come up mm -hmm. with your own system. You watch and you learn his courses and then come up with your own stuff. You put the work in. Now, guy, my guy, Mar oh, Marlon Parker. Oh, boy. <laughs>
What's up, Marla? That's my guy. So get laced laces. As being a full-time entrepreneur, what does your typical day look like? So I do want to shout out Get Lace, man. They sent me some laces, bro. I definitely got to put them in these. Um, I forgot what shoes. I'm, I'm copying some new stuff uh, very soon. But shout out to them, man. Their, their brand is super dope. Make sure you guys check them out. Um, but a full-time entrepreneur, uh, my schedule looks like I wake up in the morning at 8.30. I hit the gym. Um, I'll, I'll probably be at the gym from like 9 to around 10.30 or uh, maybe 9.30 to 11, however long I need to stay in there. Um, once I get back home, I take a protein shake just to get my body um, back up and pay, uh, up and ready for the day. Um, of course, I try to eat a lot of different things throughout my day that will keep my energy up. Um, I cut out a lot of bad, toxic stuff that I was doing in my life before that I basically use for my anxiety and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it helped me with a sharper mind. Um, but from like 11 to 4, um, anywhere between like 11 to 1, I have my little sister. I pay her to do my orders. Um, or if she's not, if she's in school, I'll do them myself. Um, after that, I try to get about an hour of reading in between the times of like um, 2 to 3. And then I pick up my daughter from daycare at 5. So between 3 and 5. I have a little bit of a free time for myself to just sit back. Um, one thing that I really love doing during my free time is watching uh, interviews. So like Nipsey Hussle interviews, um, Rick Ross interviews, Drake interviews, Jay-Z interviews. Those are all things that I like watching and listening to um, if I'm not reading a book or something like that. Um, once I pick up my daughter, um, after that, it's all my time is focused on her because at the end of the day, you can be an entrepreneur, you can get lost in what's important. And again, you know, your family, your kid, that is the most important thing in the world for me, at least. So, you know, those are things that I focus on. And once she leaves, um, you know, I may go hang out with my friends. Um, I'll check emails and stuff like that, but I'll be outsourcing those things uh, to a worker that I have now. Uh, so basically DMs and emails and customer service will all be outsourced. So I won't even have to touch that stuff. Um, and then I'm also looking into fulfillment centers where I won't have to touch my orders anymore. So I'll basically have a full free time to or full free day um, daily to actually do the things that I want, which is marketing, advertising and offering my services. OK, because eventually I was going to ask you if you have any employees right now. Yeah, so I, I have one. She's not con uh, technically an employee. It's uh, basically an independent contractor. Um, so that's basically the first person I've ever basically start paying to do stuff besides my little sister, which was, you know, those are something easy she can do is my orders. Um, but this is the first time I actually be hiring somebody to take on a big responsibility and a big time, uh, a time, uh, restraint from myself, because it takes a lot of time to send out emails and sit there and read all the DMS and read the comments and post pictures and stuff on the, on the brand pages. So I have to outsource that stuff to actually grow faster. Right. So I didn't see this question before because you pretty much answered that. How do you handle orders when it gets to the point where you personally can't package anymore? I guess you say you got your little sister helping out. Yeah, you got you got your I, I mean I have a family member for it, but man, just just think back to where it was like not having orders at all. And that should motivate you to get those orders done. Cause at the end of the day, I know you know what it felt like to only get one order and shipping it, and you're like, Man, I can't wait till the rest of them come in. Let that feeling motivate you. And then Obviously, if it's just really too much, um, you know, hire somebody, hire a friend, hire a family member to come and just do them for you. Maybe just pay them like, you know, 20 or $30 to knock out the entire orders for you in that one day. Or if you want to put them on a weekly pay, definitely do that. Or look into fulfillment centers. There's a lot of them out there. So um, that's what I recommend. But again, think back to the times where you didn't have orders to begin with, because I still even to this day do orders. And although sometimes I'm like, man, I hate doing these orders, I'll be like, yo, Remember those days when I had a drought and I didn't get any orders in? You know, that's what motivates me. So, <laughs> yeah, this, 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 these, are, these are the kind of problems that you want to have. Mm -hmm. Those are good problems. <laughs>
Right. I, I, I put out a tweet um, a couple of days ago. I said, like, I wish everybody a happy new year and happy new problems, man. Yeah, you don't want real. the same problems that we had last year, man. You want new problems. You want rich people problems. You want busy people problems. Man, for real. Like taxes, you know, when you when you start really making a lot more money, those are those are problems, but those are way better problems than being broke and not having money and waiting for a, a income check or a, a tax or a tax check and all that stuff like that. So way better problem. Real. So new money hustlers, what did you do to build your Instagram following for your brands? So um, again, I, I mainly push my personal audience. Yeah, That's I push my question. personal audience to the brand pages, but utilizing um, Facebook ads, you know, Instagram ads. Uh, using brand ambassadors who may have a lot of followers. So people with 50,000 plus followers, I'll maybe send them a do-rag or I'll send them a, a jogging suit or something like that. And they'll they'll wear it and I'll get a couple followers, a couple hundred followers, a couple thousand followers. Um, but mainly Facebook ads, which is just showing my product, showing the value of my product, um, having a, a CTA or a, a call to action within the description. Um, and then just mainly focusing on branding, you know, why somebody needs this, why would they want to buy this? You know, what are some reasons that they would like it? And what are some reasons that they shouldn't buy it from other places? You know, that, that's what I basically did, but Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and then promos with bigger pages. Cool, cool, cool. See, interesting question. How did you communicate to customers that pre-orders will take time to ship? So the biggest thing you guys want to keep in mind is that you want to be realistic with the customer, right? So before you even start the pre-order, you need to ask your your um your supplier, okay, if I have a certain amount of orders, right? And this is let me just kind of break it down how you should go about a pre-order, right? Maybe you have a set time frame of pre-orders that you want to have or a set amount of products, right? So the difference is okay, 72 hours, I'm letting the pre-order go for 72 hours. You guys get 30% off, 40% off for the pre-order, right? Or you can have, okay, hey guys, I'm starting up my new brand. I'm only letting people get 20 of these products. So only 20 of you will be able to get this. When I hit those 20 spots, then the, the pre-order would be done, right? So the reason that I say do one of the one or the other of these things is because you want to keep in mind that you have to ask the supplier not only how fast can you get this set amount of orders in right so after the 72 hours after you get the 20 orders how long will it take for this stuff to get to me right if they say maybe three weeks four weeks a month uh 30 days or, or something like that if they say those things give yourself an extra week or two weeks in it um just as like a, a way of just saying like what if something gets caught up in shipping right you don't want anybody to expect something and then they don't get it right you always want to uh basically um, just offer something just as a protection, just in case. So um, if you're, it just depends, just add an extra week or add an extra seven to 10 days to whatever time frame they give you and go from there. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Cover yourself. Um, let me see. There's a good one in here too. This is Takira asks, when you envision becoming more and more successful, what makes you most excited? Hmm. What makes me most excited? I'm, I'm huge on manifestation. Um, you know, just focusing on the things that I've always wanted since I was a kid the lifestyle that I wanted to live um, and the way I wanted to help my family. So those are things that, that make me more excited. And those are things that keep me motivated throughout my days to just keep pushing forward. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, I'm, I'm huge, huge on manifestation. So I'll talk a lot of stuff into existence, you know, and that's, that's probably the main key is, you know, when you first start your business, just by saying, I'm going to start my business and actually sitting down, looking up the necessary information or just actually executing the, uh, the goal in mind, you know, that is a different feeling in itself. So manifest stuff. Um, and like I said, I just think of the bigger and the nicer things and the lifestyle that I want to live. Um, you know, I may go test drive a car that I, I picture myself driving in the future. Um, I may look at certain bank account numbers. And this is something that was huge for me is 
I used to imagine certain numbers in my bank account, which is, it might kind of sound crazy, um, but that's something that helped me a lot with just increasing my bank account slowly, but, and then it started having those big jumps and those huge jumps. So, um, and just keep in mind, just investing on the side. You know, I think one of the things that motivate me and excite me a lot is just when I make a certain investment and it goes my way, just realizing I just made money off of that. But if I make a long-term investment, realizing how much I'll get paid for not doing anything, passive income or income from a, a, a job or something like that, that I don't have to do a lot of work from. So those are some things that motivate me and excite me. That's cool. I saw you um, I saw you on Twitter today talking about how you were test driving uh, the Audi and the, and, the, and the Benz or something like that. Yeah. So those are, I'm going to actually knock those out tomorrow. Um, I already know I'm gonna get the Audi, um, but you know, my main focus was before I get any type of liabilities, although I have a strong source or, uh, you know, strong sources of income coming in, I have to have more guaranteed assets. So, you know, rental properties, maybe getting some vending machines, um, you know, I have passive income coming from dividends. So, you know, just adding in more and more and more until it gets to the point where my cost of living is paid for. Um, and all the nice things that I want are paid for. And now the income that's coming in. All of that stuff is just, you know, money that I can continue investing for my kids, my grandkids, the kids after them, and so on and so forth. Okay, but uh, you, you're about to go test drive the Audi tomorrow. Yep. Wait, are you looking to pick it up tomorrow or you just test drive? Just test driving. Test, just test driving. Until I get oh, the first okay. first two rentals, That's I, I'm not getting anything. I'm, I'm driving my 2009 Impala, my bucket. I'm going to drive until the wheels fall off. Once the wheels fall off, that's when I'll make the uh, that jump. <laughs> yeah, because I was just going to say, you said you, you drive a 2009 Impala. Um, how much did you pay for it? So what's crazy is like I bought that car almost six years ago now. So I think I've had it five years or it was either four and a half years or five years. I'm going on five years, something like that. Um, I bought that car for 2400 2600 I probably put over time probably another three or $4,000 into it. But you just got to realize, man, if you guys were, if, if, you, if I started off paying a car note, I would not have had the mindset of I have so much more money to spend on things that'll make me more money instead of I got this car note that needs to get paid this this date. Um, I can't fall behind. If I fall behind, then obviously I'm in debt or I got to make up some money or do all these different things. So, you know, I still drive my Impala until the wheels fall off. Like I said, I have problems with my car. Um, you know, it doesn't look the best. And at the end of the day, you have to delay the gratification because I, I know who I am, you know, and get in tune with yourself. I love who I am. I know who I am. I'm confident in myself. It doesn't matter what type of car I'm driving because at the end of the day, I walk as if I'm a boss. I walk as if I'm somebody important in anybody else's life. You know what I mean? So those are things that are very, very important and it'll definitely help you understand yourself more. Yeah. So why do you keep it, man? Why do you keep it? I got to keep it, man. I got I to gotta keep it into the wheels. I mean, I feel like, you know, I've put almost 120,000 miles on that car. So for me, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, although I have this raggedy bucket car and I can upgrade at any given point that I want to, it to me is just realizing like, I don't have to spend that money yet. I don't have to spend that. I don't have to get into a lease yet. I don't have to start financing a car yet. Cause at the end of the day, I'm not paying anything right now on my car. You know, I may have to get a couple fixes here and there, but it's still no car payment. I still don't have to focus on a set amount going out of my account every single month. And that's why I still drive it. And like I said, I had it five, six years. I'm a lot. I'm gonna I'm drive into the next two years. If it gives me another two years, I'm gonna just ride it until it until it fall apart. I'm staying true to it. <laughs> That's cool, man. I think what people don't realize, like, no knock to people out there driving nice new cars. Mm -hmm. Because I know some for some people it's that motivation, and some people is like when they got the payment, it motivates them to make more money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that works for everybody, but I don't think people realize that even with fixing a used car, overall, it's usually cheap. It's cheaper than than financing, man. Facts and. And I sold cars, so I would know. I know a lot more about interest rates and credit and all those different things. But you guys got to keep in mind: if you're financing a car, right, 
nine times out of 10, if your credit is not over 680, your interest rate is going to be higher than normal, right? Unless you have a really good person or finance manager doing your deal. You know, even if you're just walking into a car dealership, if it's your first time, they're going to tax you off the, like out the gate. That's just how dealerships work. You know, they, they there to make their money. They there to offer you a solution, which is giving you a car. But in return, they're looking to make as much money as possible, whether it's on the back end, which is interest or on the front end, which is just cash. So you guys got to keep in mind those different things. And, you know, for me, I know how car dealerships work. I know how car payments work. I know how easy it is to fall behind. Not saying that I could fall behind or anything like that. I'm just saying you got to be realistic, man. You got to be real. Things happen, man, to the best of us. Facts. To the best of us. Now, this is an interesting question from Short Court. How important is packaging when you're starting? I think packaging is very important because at the end of the day, if you package your stuff nice, if you have a nice card in there, if you have a, a good, um, I actually have another card right here, um, which is like a golden ticket. So you guys can see right here, basically it's an additional discount on my products. But when it comes to branding, it looks a lot more presentable and it makes a person feel like, wow, like they really went above and beyond to earn my business, right? I try to get my stuff there on time. I try to make sure my package looks good when it gets to them because they are more willing to buy from you again. And this is a, a gem that you guys can hear right now is um, it's going to be a lot easier for you to sell to a person who has already bought something from you multiple times or even just once um, than it is to just sell to a completely new person who has never shot with you, never got an order from you, never even looked at an email that you sent out to them, never just, they just now seen your Instagram, just now seen your ad, just now seen your website, just now ordering. It's going to be a lot easier to sell to a person who's already bought something. So, um, it's very important to build that, um, that strong integrity when it comes to branding, especially when shipping the stuff out and when they're receiving it. Can you hold that up again? I, 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 I close the question so that they can see it probably not. That's cool, man. Golden ticket. Yep, so yeah, kind of like the uh, the Willy Wonka. Right, golden ticket. That's cool. I mean, I would say for your first orders, if you can't afford it, don't worry so much about exactly. getting uh, pretty pretty packaging. But um, eventually, that that packaging, like you said, it makes you look more professional. It makes them want to think more highly of you and want to buy again. Uh, and at a plus is if you have packaging on your box, you know, people that not, didn't buy it, they see the box, they start to see you, they start to see your brand and your logo, you know. Yep. After a while, it starts clicking in the head. Like, I've seen that before. Like, what is that? Like, yeah, no, they look it up themselves. Yeah. It makes you look good. But in the beginning, if you can't afford it, don't stress about it. Just clean. Yeah. Just make sure it's not ripped That's up. Serious. Yeah, make right. sure the package is not ripped up. Make sure, you know, it's not dented or, you know, just make sure the inside, the stuff in the inside, you know, the outside is going to, stuff is going to happen to the outside, right? USPS, UPS, they're not perfect, right? They're going to throw the, they're going to throw your package around. They're going to, they're going to be careless with your package because at the end of the day, to them, it's just like a package. But inside that package, you should have a business card. You know, it costs, they give like 60% off discount codes on Vistaprint for like a thousand cards. You can pay like a hundred dollars for a thousand cards with your logo, with your information and stuff on it. Make sure that's in your order. Every single order that you ship out, make sure you have a business card. Um, and just make sure the inside of, and the things that's in the inside, your products, make sure they're packaged well. You know, just make sure it's not ripped up. There's no problems with the product itself. The packaging isn't ripping or falling apart. You know, just make sure those things are clean. And, and when you get the chance and when you start having more orders, that's when you start focus, focusing more on branding and um, different types of things that'll uh, help people long term with buying more from you. Right, right, right. Like packaging is important. It's a part of, it's a part of the brand. Mm -hmm. um, packaging speaks for you. Um, Silver is, I'm not sure. Okay. At the beginning, how much did you budget for marketing your clothing? Um, so in the beginning, I actually didn't even, I didn't market or I didn't spend any money for my clothing brand in the beginning. Um, during the pre-order, I used my, like my brand and my, my page, my personal page 
and my Snagrag page were already so big that I could just post both of them and, you know, posting it on my pages are free. So I just pushed my clientele from both, uh, both my brand and my per and, uh, my Snagrag brand to that clothing brand. Um, and it kind of just took off on its own. But if you guys are starting off again, I, I work heavily in ads. Um, just start off with anywhere from 250 to $500, you know, and spending maybe uh, 50 to $100 a day on ads should get you somewhere. You know, what I mean, depending on the price of your product, of course, but if you're selling something lower ticket like do-rags or something like that, obviously you can spend $50 and maybe get two, three orders that come back at like 20 or $40 um, and then you can profit off of that. But, you know, ads are very important. That's a that's a whole nother topic right there. Right. Guys, you got to buy the course. That's, you know, that's a big, it's a big nut to crack. I mean, if you can't, if you can't afford to, to, to market in the beginning, you got to put in that sweat equity, mm -hmm. posting, 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 and, and please try to educate people. Yep. Don't just post, buy this thing, buy this thing, buy this thing. Like, say, uh, like you talk about, you had snag a rag, you know, you start talking about how do you get waves? How do you maintain waves? Yep. Uh, why is, why is, why is velvet it a good material for, for do rag stuff like that educate your customers add value to them you know post 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 talk about your stuff constantly if you can't afford a market but that's why well, you gotta keep your job or whatever yeah exactly. so that you can pay your bills so that when the money from the, the company the business comes in you can put it back into the business they market like that. So also somebody, um, I think it was Jamira or Jasmine, something like that, was asking about how many investors you have to start with. I would say zero, but zero. Zero. Your investors are your boss, like we said, yep. at your job, and your customers for pre-sales. Yeah, exactly. Who are your investors? Who are your investors? You don't want investors because they're gonna take company. Yeah, you wanna have full ownership. And I've had, you know, during my journey, I've had people reach out to me and say, Hey. I can give you 10,000 right now just for me to own a percentage and you basically give me a percentage on sales. I declined every offer because I want full ownership of what I created. Um, that's why I'll never sell my Durag brand. I'll never sell my clothing brand. I created those. Those are something that came from me. So why would I give a percentage of it to somebody else who is not of my family or of my bloodline? Why would I give them percentage of it? You know what I mean? So. That's important. Don't you don't need investors. Your investor is your job, like he said. It. Right. Then you give up ownership and control. Mm -hmm. You gotta run it by them just to make a decision. They ask him about trademarking your brand. So, so when do you trademark your brand? Um, you guys can trademark your brand as things start getting um as things start getting more consistent. You know what I mean? In the beginning, I always tell people you don't have to go ahead and trademark it in the beginning. You don't have to get an LLC in the beginning. You don't have to do all of those different things because at the end of the day. What the government looks at is income, right? And what, how much money your brand is bringing in. So if, even if you spend, or even if you make your first $10,000 on Shopify, nine times out of 10, when you file your taxes, you probably didn't profit enough for them to tax you any type of percentage. You probably get money back from the government because supplies play a part. Um, inventory and just holding inventory. If you guys didn't know, you can write off the square footage inside of your house where you hold your inventory. So I have two different inventory rooms um, that I can write off for my taxes. Um, you know, ads and marketing pay a part. So you probably don't didn't even make that much money out of that 10,000 to actually focus on getting all those different things. But what I do want to say is after you get past $5,000 in sales, um, that's when you want to get an LLC. Um, as far as a trademark, when your brand starts getting a lot bigger and a lot more known, that's when you want to get a trademark. Um, just because you don't want anybody else stealing your logos and stealing all these different things. 
Um, and even to this day, you know, I have problems with people stealing the type of logo that I have and adding their own type of flavor to it to the point where I couldn't even say anything about it because it's a different name. The logo is just switched up a little bit. But, you know, if people are copying you, you're doing something right. So And you got to keep in mind the, the phrase proof of concept. Mm -hmm. Prove that your idea is worthwhile first and make money. First, the important thing is make money first. See if your idea is any good and then go from there. Yeah, you, know? you don't want to start an LLC and a trademark and then... The brand doesn't get a single sale out of the whole year. You know what I mean? Then you're stuck with an LLC and a trademark and you put money in that you didn't have to. Yeah, so somebody was asking earlier about how do you put designs on the clothing? Like if you do it yourself or you send it out. But pretty sure it comes in or ready to go. It's embroidered on there, right? Yep. So you just basically, you take the logo that you have made from your designer. You send it to the supplier for mock-ups. What the mock-ups are is basically a uh, PDF form or image just showing you how it'll look on the clothing. And then um, obviously that's when you order the sample based off that mock-up. And then once you get the, the sample in, when you put it on, is it comfortable? Does it look good? Is this something that other people would like? Oh, there we go. Right. Like he's saying, look at Alibaba. These manufacturers will do the whole thing in-house. You don't have yep. to get blanks in and then do all that. Literally. That's like a whole different thing. It's all good. It's all good. So you started One Love Clothing. It's 50% owned by your daughter. Mm -hmm. you, you already know the deal from Snag and Rag. What? Now, you already had experience for already like a year running the commerce business. Yep. What did you not, not, what did you not know, but what was different about One Love Clothing to Snag and Rag that you didn't know from running a business already from that you had to learn? So I think I think one of the bigger things that I had to learn was again shipping because now I'm shipping out heavier stuff um, and the packages that I was using for my do-rag brand my, my package or uh, the clothing and stuff like that like I'll show you guys um, the clothing does not fit in a little do-rag package you know what I mean this is one of my jogging suits for the brand or even when it comes to um, just like the slides you know what I mean these won't fit in a package where I send my uh, do-rag through so one of the biggest things that I learned was you know, shipping plays a huge part because now I have to pay more in shipping. Um, but I also have to think about, you know, how clothing fits on people. I didn't have to worry about that with durags because, you know, most durags fit any size head. Um, so clothing, I had to really figure out like, okay, bigger size people, what type of stuff do they wear? Um, and then two, just like having multiple different sizes for different size people. Um, I had to accommodate to the bigger size people and I had to accommodate to the people who were a lot smaller as well. Yeah, so you're asking them, definitely we'll be saving this live. You mm -hmm. can watch it here again on Tweet Talk Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can see also the first three episodes that I did with Okiefa Shades. By the way, Sammy, uh, Samsung Worldwide, if you're still in there, you gotta check out Okiefa Shades. He's also Nigerian. Um, I did one with Get Lace Laces and I did one with Sierra L Bags. They're all, they're all good. Uh, Rich Homie does that's how they come up with a logo. We already talked about that um doing 609 who makes your supplies you found them on alibaba definitely uh you could check the link in either my bio or his bio to buy the courses that he talks all about e-commerce and how to be successful in e-commerce it's all in there it is all in there yes sir any more questions people before we start wrapping up what what are your biggest challenges because i mean you're, you're getting stuff from china and you're getting stuff by book right yeah so basically just big boxes and you hold the stuff in your house. It must be a pain. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, when it comes to getting everything in, like for my clothing brand, you know, the boxes are very heavy. Um, you know, they contain maybe anywhere from like 50 to 70 jogging suits per box. So when you have like 30 to 40 boxes coming in, it gets stressful. Um, I think one of my biggest challenges right now is just outsourcing things now. You know, focusing on, you know, changing my focus from 
working more, but now I have to focus on working smarter, which is just taking a, a small pay cut um, to make sure I outsource things um, just so I can have a freedom of my time and freedom of my mind because it's a lot more stress on your mind when you got to worry about shipping orders out and making sure the count in your uh, on your website is correct. If returns are coming back, it'd be a lot easier if everything was outsourced. So I think that's probably one of my biggest challenges that I have to face up next. Like literally right now, that was one of my goals that I put out on Twitter yesterday is just outsourcing. So DMs, customer service, all that stuff is, uh, is getting handled now in this next week and week and a half. But now just working with fulfillment centers is my next my next biggest goal. And um, once I get all that stuff handled, scaling will be seamless at that point because I'm just buying inventory, marketing what I'm what I'm already like basically an expert at. Um, and you just sit back and you let the money flow. Yeah, those boxes are crazy. I used to work for a, a fashion company and these stuff as much as they could possibly get in a box to the yeah. point that the cardboard is almost like paper, like so called <laughs> sometimes those books kind of get ripped and like stuff like that. So you definitely gotta show us some product. I saw you put pick up the slides before I know, like those slides are on fire. You gotta show us those slides again, brother. Thank you, thank you. So um I got multiple colors for you guys just so you guys can see. Um again, if you guys wanna shop with either one of my brands, use code TT. Uh, again, stands for Tweet Talk on both of my brands. You guys get 15% off on both brands. Um, and then for my courses, again, you get $10 off. But here are the slides that I have for the brand. Right here. And then uh, I got two more just so you guys can see, like plain colors. So I have the white, super clean. And then I have black. So yeah, uh, I have track suits that are releasing in this next week and a half. So that's my next journey. Um, I have jog jogging suits that are being restocked as well, since everything usually sells out within the first like um, week or so. So you know, I'm just trying to stay consistent at everything. So Devin XG is asking if you're willing to do collaboration. So at the moment, I'm not. Um, just solely because it's, I have to focus on outsourcing right now. So when it comes to collabing, then I have to think about another person's stuff. Um, what stuff that I have to take on from them and, and different things like that. So um, at the moment, I'm not because I'm, I'm solely focused on outsourcing things. Um, maybe as I start scaling, maybe I'll start looking into it. But at the moment, I am not. Cool, 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 cool. But okay, so big things. You started off, well, Wild Up Clothing started off. You had the, 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 the hoodies, the, the sweatsuits, uh, and that's all you had. You started off with what, three colors, correct? Yeah, so I started off with uh, black, gray, and cream. Um, and as the pre-orders came in, I started seeing that a lot of people like those colorways. And then that's when I had another pre-order on new colors. And every time I drop something new, I might have a pre-order, but for my track suits, since I already know the jogging suits already sell, I posted a couple pictures in the track suits. People love them. So now it's like, okay, now I can just buy them in bulk and then I could just start distributing them and start selling them ASAP. So, um, I don't have to have a pre-order for the track suits and I already have money from the jogging suits to fund the track suits. So one of the, one of the biggest things I can tell you guys and the most important things is again, to reinvest the money that you're making from your brand back into the brand to help it grow faster. Um, and to help scale, that's how you scale basically is just using the money from your brand, make more money, um, by promoting your brand, by buying more inventory, and then that'll give you more money and then continuous cycle. Um, until you get to the point where you can start delegating some of that money towards other investments, other brands, other ideas. Cool. So like I was saying, you, you started off with three. You just, and the thing is you, you only have one product when you, you start off joggers yep. and jog suit and then start with just three colors, proof of concept. People liked it. They bought, and you went from three colors to how many colors was it? Six or how many colors you got? Yeah. So I added three more. So I added a uh, red, blue, olive gray or olive green for men. And then I added pink for women. Um, and then I kind of stuck with six 
and then I'll add more colorways for the people who are asking like purple, orange, and all these different colors like yellow and stuff like that. So um, those are the main colorways that I started with. Yeah, so nothing wrong with starting off with one product, guys, and then you get some growth. Like, yep. Get the money in first and then reinvest and then go from there, see what works. And then you went to the slides now, and now you got the track suits coming, dropping soon. Yep, and they already get in here. I got the, face masks. I saw some other, I saw some other, yeah, face masks. I saw some other stuff on there. You want to tell them what, what else was coming? Yeah, so I have uh, face masks at the moment. Um, I have new hats that are on the way, long sleeve t-shirts, underwear, socks. You know, for my brand, I mainly want to be able to, so for some people, they like wearing the same thing, right? Um, especially with the meaning of my brand, a lot of people will find it useful to have multiple different things on their body of the same brand. You know what I mean? So that's why it's something I want to accommodate to. And then personally for me, you know, having snag rag underwear or not snag rag underwear, one love underwear and um, socks and then the, the slides and then the tracksuit and then hats and stuff like that. It's like I own my brand and not only do I own it, I market it every single day. So that's something that I stand by is just wearing my own stuff every day. I don't buy a lot of designer stuff or anything like that unless it's a special occasion. Um, I rock my own stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just cool to know that everything you're wearing is yours, mm -hmm. your brand. Like, like you like Dame Dash now, man. <laughs> Make everything that touch your body, <laughs> socks and everything. Literally. Only T is asking, how do you know how many joggers to reorder? Um, so when you get a pre-order in, I'll usually take the profit and then I'll use not only the profit, but the money that you made or uh, not money made, that you made. So basically you'll have profit that comes in after you have a pre-order, right? You use that pre-order money, the profit from there to buy more of the products. So if it's selling a lot, you use that profit to buy all of the next uh, next shipment. And then um, you sell off that entire shipment and then you keep doing the same thing. So it's based off of how much money you're getting in, not necessarily because at the end of the day, people are starting with different amounts of money. People uh, have access to different prices uh, for their joggers or for the track suits or whatever product they're selling. So it really depends on how much money that's coming in and out. Yeah, I mean you gotta get you gotta get the feel of it, guys. Some mm -hmm. things you can't can't tell you everything on here. Like you said, buy the courses. Yeah, for sure. So what else can we look forward from, man, in 2021 from Dantes and the two brands? So 2021 uh, for both brands, I'm going to be outsourcing them, like I said. So. Um, it won't be so much of me uh, just, you know, handling customer service and all those different things, um, more photo shoots. So, of course, what I've realized with having brands is having more content, having more valuable information for people to see. Um, I kind of fell off as I started making a clothing brand. I started falling off because um, I started seeing bigger profit margins. And for me, it was like I'm making more money here. So let me focus here. But I started falling off. Well, there you go. Um, I started falling off from promoting my do-rag brand. So my goal is to get that back up and running and getting everything consistently as well. Um, and then I also have another course that is dropping this week that is called Creating a Five-Star Course from Scratch, where you know all of my courses that I offer are all five-star. If you guys want to go check for yourself, go check out my Gumroad. Um, but I'm teaching people step-by-step -step how I do it. Um, and then some hints and tips and do's and don'ts that you should be following. Um, and just ways to go about creating a five-star course where you get people to give you good ratings or get people to even just buy from you in general. So those are some things you guys can expect from me. Um, also, I'm building my real estate portfolio uh, this first month or this month here. I'm trying to get my first property so you guys can see those things from me um, early 2021, quarter one. I'm, I'm looking to smash it. Right, right. So definitely, guys, make sure you follow uh, follow us at Tweet Talk Podcast. Subscribe to the, the, the podcast. Also, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere on Anchor. Uh, be sure to follow uh, Dante 
Tez at underscore the real Tez. Follow Snag a Rag. Follow One Love Cloven. I already I got it pinned up there. The name's easy to find. Definitely shout out to everybody in the chat. Just a reminder, um, you can find the link in the bio. And if you want to buy the course, use the, the discount code TT, the Tweet Talk, and get a discount on the courses. And you also saying you go to snagarag.com and one love and use TT on there too, you're saying? Yep. You get 15% off on both of those too. Cool, cool, cool. About to get me some slides. Hey man, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we really appreciate you, brother, for birth for brand. We kept you on here for a while because you got two brands. I knew people were going to get a lot of value from this. Appreciate you, Tez. We'll talk to you later about being on po- another podcast episode later on. You know, maybe we we'll do another live the, again one time. You know, Definitely. Pleasure to have you, brother. And everybody in the chat is loving this. Give out a lot of information. We appreciate you, brother. Yo, man. I just want to say shout out to Tweet Talk Podcast, man. Make sure you guys follow them. Um, and thank you guys for joining the live. For those of you who watched the entire live, We've been on here for about an hour and a half strong. So I just want to say shout out to you guys. Shout out to the people who asked those phenomenal questions for me to ask, uh, answer. Um, and for those people who bought the course while we were on the live, uh, shout out to you guys as well. But, you know, I just want to say thank you. Make sure you guys go hard. Don't ever, don't ever give up. Don't ever get complacent. Don't ever get in a slump to where you can't pull yourself out. Make sure you guys follow both of us. Like you said, click the link in my bio to grab my courses. Use code TT Tweet Talk um to get a discount on everything that i offer so just thank you guys shoot me a follow um if you guys have questions you know my dms are kind of hectic right now but i'll try to get to them as fast as possible um but yeah man i appreciate you guys joining cool brother have a good night all right man you too